When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kane and Bucks. Oh, we're in, and there's plenty going on. It's a very good morning to you, and welcome to SEM Breakfast. It's Monday, the 20th of February, and we've got a huge McCafe menu coming up. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. You can join in the conversation on all the sporting topics over the weekend. No shortage of those. Harry Mackay is going to join us, the Carlton star. Mark McGowan is a journalist from The Age. He had a real crack at me on Twitter over the weekend, so I want to get him on to have it out this morning. Looking forward to doing that. We'll speak some cricket with Steve O'Keefe on the disaster or the demolition um, in Delhi, and we'll get your reaction to that. Questions without notice. The Collingwood champion, the Australian Football Hall of Famer, is alongside of me. His name is Nathan Buckley. Bucks, welcome back and good morning. G'day, Kane. How are you? Now, why does Mark get to jump the queue to uh, <laughs> to have a crack at you? There's plenty of people that want to have a crack yes. at you from what I, from what I see. But, um, no, looking forward to, uh, to this year with you on Monday mornings and... I'm not upset to see the back of Gaz, but really? um, no, we uh, we had a we had a great. Well, he really helped me uh, and supported me um, to be um, to be serious for a moment. Um, you know, with his established um, career, and he mm. knew what was going on here flat out. So to have someone sort of take the reins and and to help this rookie through the through the first year of out of um, out of coaching was was awesome. But I think what did happen was Tim got really Tim sort of. <laughs> picked up on the chemistry of Gaz and I on the Mondays and he got a little bit jealous and he threw the toys out of the cot, went to SEN management and said that this can't happen. And, and, Sabotaged and, it. And made an emotional plea to Gaz to to come back to him, not only to him. So I think that's why... Three days a week. That's why that's happened. And obviously um, they thought that we'd be a good mix together. But yeah, a bit upsetting to that, um, that Gaz has moved on, but... Yeah, we'll do all right. Well, you've got me, you've got me, Bucks. Um, but yeah, they were awesome last week when they returned. Very refreshed, Gary and Tim. They've got their own new podcast out now called The Ramble. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And, and those two, I, I was listening last week and uh, laughing every five minutes. They're, they're hilarious. Um, hopefully we can bring you something different on a Monday. There'll be plenty going on as we saw over the weekend. And, and once the AFL season kicks off, Mondays are a really busy day. So looking forward to... Having your analytical side of it and um, a, a little bit calmer than I can be at times and, and discussing the biggest issues in the sporting world. But how do you reckon? Um, what, what do we need to achieve out of Mondays, do you think? Well, we're going to have a lot to talk about as the season wears on. Uh, we, we need to hit the big ticket items. Mm, and I well, think we, we sort of generally do that in the second hour. Like out of seven, I think, is when we need to, we need to put our best stuff in. I mean, I've always admired your capacity to be able to make big calls off the back of a little bit of information, and 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 that I don't give that, a stuff what anyone thinks, and and that's evident. But there, and it and it takes a it takes a bit of courage, it takes a bit of ticker. But then, when you have the opportunity to flesh that out and to back it up, you, you're quite stubborn. So I mm. I will I will be testing you with a few. I'm pretty stubborn as well, so I'll be testing I was gonna you. Say. Hopefully what the listeners or the, the the people absorbing your opinions, the questions that they might have, I th- potentially I can mm. bring that to the table on a Monday to test 
your opinion and to test your thoughts. And so play, be on my toes. play a little bit of devil's advocate. Yeah. I, I, th- I think, I mean, I'm probably the other side. I'm probably more Switzerland probably saying, well, there's plenty we don't know about this situation. So I, I think there'll be, there'll be a little bit mm. to explore in that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that um, we, we won't have a shortage of, of, uh, of ammunition or of topics as we've witnessed in the last, yeah, a couple of days. And one thing that we will always do is get you involved as well. So you can join in the conversation. You can listen along. You can send us a temper text. The 40 Winks temper text is 0433981116. The IMAR Insurance open line is 1300 736 736. We're here for the Kogan Money credit card, packed full of value and for Solvol. Uh, don't let dirt hold you back. Um, you were away, I saw, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the – the Super Bowl and the trips to America and perhaps what they do better than us and what we do better than them. What was the experience like? Because not only did you go to the Super Bowl, you went to the big golf tournament in Phoenix and it looked like a, a terrific trip. How was it? Yeah, it was a, a bucket list trip. And, um, you know, a 50-year-old uh, sporting fan who has always sort of wanted to get across there but had the, you know, the opportunity to go pretty much for the first time. Mm. So to see... The Chiefs and the Eagles. Eagles were the dominant, were, were a dominant team throughout the year, and the Chiefs have got Mahomes. Who you get went, went over there and listening to all the people that knew, just said that it was going to be a close game, but in the end, Mahomes will do what Mahomes does. Yep. So it was the superstars stand up in any sort of sporting arena or in any business arena. The, the superstars just get it done in the end. But um, the spectacle itself was amazing. Um, you know, went went across with Ballpark, who is one of Hutchie's organisations, um, and the, the team did it so well. Had the um, the golf on on the Saturday, which mm, I reckon like? was the equal of the Super is Bowl, that and right? that really surprised me. It's it's the spring carnival on steroids. There's a the sixteenth. They just call it the sixteenth. It's the party hole. It's um, at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, and. Picture three layers of corporate boxes yeah. that wrap around a 160-yard sort of golf hole, and it's loud and it's anti-golf. And anything goes, known. right? You can chuck beer cans. Well, the, yeah, anything does green. go within. Except you've still got you've still got old grey-haired guys holding up quiet signs <laughs> just, just before the just before they go and they play their tee shots. And no one's really mm. watching them or, or paying attention. But, yeah, look, I, I thought I've been to America plenty of times. Yeah. I've been to plenty of NFL clubs to see how they operate, NBA clubs. I've got, a, I've got an opinion around how much of that professional development actually you can bring back and mm. take out of an environment. What is your plan. opinion on that? I, I think that's overrated. I think we get what I've done more in my professional development trips away to the States or to Europe or the you know, to see soccer clubs, etc. I think you get more validation for the things that you're doing right than mm. you do sort of pulling things out and so because it's just so hard to transplant yeah. one part of a program to come and pull it into yours. Um, having said that, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to see how other people do it. It doesn't hurt to take perspective, especially if you go as a team of three or four decision makers out mm. of a out of a football program and actually do it together because the conversations that you have as you're going along, that's where the gold is. So the thought of us bringing stuff back is overrated in, in your mind and, well, and, and or limited in how much you can bring back. Well, I definitely think it's overrated. I think, I think, I think it's less likely that you're going to be able to bring something back. That's going to be the 
difference. I think generally it's slow burn and growth from internally mm. that, ha that, that brings that change. Um, and your own lessons as you go along to lessons, either things you went on and time is, and I'm usually like, yeah, I, I love the Saturday afternoon. That's when it needs to be. I sat there watching the Super Bowl, and it was a twilight game. I watched Rihanna at halftime, yeah. and, and the game itself was was an awesome game. The stadium was done really well. There wasn't a bad seat in the house, but I thought, I, I, I get it. Mm. And it made me reflect on, you know, the big games through the year, they aren't at 2 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon anymore. They are. They're, they're either Friday night, Saturday night, Thursday night. night. They're all at night. I wouldn't go that far when I'd want it to be a seven o'clock start, but I reckon a twilight start with a, with a good build up, either through the well, obviously through the week, but through the day. I think it's I think it makes sense. Yeah, I was with you on that. I was traditional game uh, during the day as well for the grand final, and then was just through COVID circumstances from South Australia got to go to the grand final at the Gabba. Saw that at night yeah. and the entertainment, the whole stadium was lit up. Tony Cochran with, with the entertainment had sort of wristbands and, and gimmicky sort of stuff, but it looked phenomenal and the entertainment was terrific. The game was good. And then similarly in Perth, was lucky enough to be there for that one when, when Melbourne won and that sort of the twilight atmosphere of that one was terrific as well. 04 double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. the topic comes up each and every year, but Having experienced it, and there's others that have done the same, I think, would suggest that perhaps the grand final would be better during the twilight. Uh, what's your media plans? Because I, as I said, I was listening to Gary and Tim during the week, and Nick Revold is off dominating on, on ESPN over there in the States and won't be on the couch. Is that your seat now? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, I um, don't know. I don't know. I've got back from overseas. What was exclusive on, this morning? I got back, no, you're not, you haven't got it because... <laughs> no, that's bullshit. <laughs> I haven't got the information to give. I will be catching up with Fox, um, you know, later this week, and they'll, they'll probably have an idea of 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 what they're looking to put together, um, because you know Rui's been a big part of mm. um, our team and and a big part of the program. So I, I reckon, um, yeah, they'll they'll have pieced together a, a concept, and and I'll be having a chat with them. Best on ground. Um, yeah, well, that, I, I love that. I hope it continues and I have heard some noise that it might not. So, but I, I think that's, that's something that started as an idea and a concept <laughs> and, and a bit far out, but then, you know, it became a very real, yeah. real concept and something that I had some really positive feedback from people that were naysayers early. So including uh, my mate, Craig Kelly, who didn't think it would work, but, um, <laughs> He's got his hands full at the moment, so he's not, he's not worried well, about Well, we will me. talk about that as well. So after 7 o'clock, we'll get into the meaty topics and, and speak about Jack Ginevan and, and get Bucks' thoughts on that. I've got some overarching thoughts on the way that AFL players are perceived, and I don't particularly like it. We'll do that after 7 o'clock. And if you want to have your say on the cricket, I mean, I sent you an email yesterday about the, the show and perhaps what we'd be talking about. And, and on the agenda was, you know, discussions about how day four <laughs> of the cricket could go. And then... It's it's gone. The Aussies lost four for none, and in a puff of smoke, that literally, game was literally, over. Literally, because, oh, that's, <laughs> that, because that's what the they're the sort of pitches that we're that you're playing on. There's, I mean, I'm I'm sure that there's plenty of uh, cricketers out there that love the game, that play on turf wickets, that are looking at you know, how, what the subcontinent, mm. the challenge that it presents, and wondering, you know. We just we we you're just not often exposed to those sort of pitches. So I, and it's not an excuse. It is a reason, 
and we the Indians and, and Pakistanis seem to pr- produce, and I'm I'm sure the Sri Lankan guys as well. They seem to produce these wickets on the subcontinent that are that just go down in their favour. Mm. And we saw what happened in the first test, and and or at least what came through the media in the first test. But what yeah, does it say about we the looked, mindset? We looked all right. We well, looked well, okay. We were, we we were in a very good position. What at one the for sixty? Yeah, one for sixty-two. A couple of batsmen that looked good and were, were attacking, going at about a run of ball was Travis Head, and then all of a sudden it's gone. But they played twenty sweep shots, and it cost them six wickets. Like I, I had a thought. Was like, that's like Leighton Hewitt, who's a who's a baseliner going into Wimbledon and saying, because it's on grass, I'm going to serve volley now. I'm just going to change my game completely because it's on grass. I'm going to serve volley in a quarterfinal of Wimbledon and I'm going to see how I'm going to go. We, we do not play the sweep shot. So why would you think, yes, different conditions, but why would you think that tactic is going to work when you necessarily haven't practiced it at all? Uh, the... I followed up a, a thread last night that was talking about Matthew Hayden, who was one yeah. of Australia's best sweepers of all time and made a lot of his runs that way, um, talking about the actual technique and fundamentals of executing the shot. And I would recommend people to follow that and to act, because I couldn't describe mm. it anywhere near how he could. We'll get him on. But that he, but talking about the, you know, fundamentally what wasn't happening now, I, I see it as a quite aggressive from my limited understanding. Mm. And he describes it. It's, it's quite an aggressive way to attack a, a spinner and to try and blunt you know, their major weapon, which is, which is obviously the sideways movement. But, um, and when done effectively, it, you know, it, it, it puts a, but if you hadn't down. done it and you land there a week before the test is starting, well, you've it's got not no, as if they have never, never. Well, swept. they have, they have swept before, but <laughs> very rarely do you use that shot. In Australia, like, yeah, they'll they'll do it in, in the big bash and they'll bring out the slog sweep or the little ramp shot. But when's the last time you've seen these, ba- like, Alex Carey plays a sweep shot very well, but he was reverse sweeping all the time and it cost him, I reckon it cost him three times the reverse sweep. So, yeah, well, Maddie, anyway. Maddie Hayden's the one to listen to. And if, um, yeah, if you get a chance, go and follow it up. All right, Jim's in Doncaster. You want to have your quick say on the night grand final? That was a broom, by the way. G'day, Jim. G'day, Shane. G'day, yes. Just to have you guys on. Uh, a couple of things. Um, I find it really interesting. You know, a lot of people have got the traditional view, and, and, and I don't. I'd rather go in the twilight. But if, you know, if the traditional view is the popular view, then why is it that clubs and fans, at the start of every season, we bemoan how many Friday night games we've got? We always talk about <laughs> we don't get on, on, on main billing, we don't get the big games, we don't get... So, the clubs and the fans always, I mean, why aren't we sort of pumping up? Hey, how come we didn't get enough Saturday afternoon games? We never say that. We always no. talk about the Friday night games. Yeah, it's not so about, I don't Friday think it's the clubs game. whinging, though, is it bucks about a night grand final. I think it's largely the fans that want the day grand final to remain. No, I think the point that Jim might have been making is that, you know, that the, the night games are the ones that the clubs want during the year. Mm. So why is why does it seem to be that, there's this reluctance to move away from the day. And it's, it's, it's easy. The reluctance to move away is because that's the way it's always been. Mm. You know, there's, a, there's an inertia with decisions like this. And, you know, the, it change, and change is hard for everyone. But I think there's you know, even the people that are stuck in and – and as I said, I'm, I've been a traditionalist the whole way along with this, with this grand final concept. 
Um, I think the AFL have been ahead of it. You were two out of the last three. Two out of the last three mm. have been have been twilight yep. games, if not forced. But um, it's definitely the way to go. We're up and running. The show needs a name. Uh, Friday's a fireball Friday. Uh, Tuesday to Thursday is Gary and Tim. Monday needs a name. 0433981116 if you want to suggest something. And you can be kind or you can be unkind about that. We don't really care. Lots of texts coming through as well. We'll work our way through those. And I was at Alberton on Friday night. And is there a young player that is trying to copy my co-host? I want to discuss that on the other side of this. You can get involved. The 40 Winks Temper Text is on fire. Consumer choice winner and for temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Conforms to the exact shape of your body, if you don't mind. Back after this. Kane and Bucks. We're up and running and appreciating your names that we should name the show off the temper text. Uh, lots coming through. Monday morns with Bucks and Corn. Monday microscope with Bucks and Corn. Gary and Tim having a rest, so bring on the twos. The Monday Magoo like says Mick. Uh, mornings with Bucks and Corns. It's a bit, bit bland and a bit boring, but um, Monday Madness. Dwayne's sort of got midday madness, so I don't think we can steal Monday yeah, Madness off, off him. Monday recovery, um, recovery session. That's a bit topical. The Monday munches with the corn and bucks and name for the show, the fig jams, says Steve on the road. Uh, pie power. Pie power. Pie power. Not bad. Yeah, so we've both played for Port Adelaide. We've got to be really watching for that bias, don't we? We do. And speaking of which, I was I was down at the Magnificent Albert and Noble on Friday night. There's one player that was running around with his socks up and black boots, jumper tucked in. And I was having a thought to myself, how many AFL players now wear black boots with their socks up and their jumper tucked in? I couldn't think of many. If you can not out enough. there on the temper not text. Enough. Uh, that's the Optus Yes moment. Great business starts with Yes. Search Optus Business. How many players in the AFL wear black boots, socks up, jumper in? There is one at the moment that I can think of. His name's Jason Horn Francis. And I thought, he's got the long, blonde, flowing locks. He's got a moustache, which I don't think you sort of possessed early days, Bucks. But is he trying to copy a young Nathan Buckley? Well, I, hope, I certainly hope not, <laughs> because he doesn't need to copy anyone. He's um, he's got to make his own way. But um, did you see the similarities? I, I saw the photos that you sent yes. through, and it's on, it's on Albert and Oval too. Which I know I, if you, it would have been even better to get a. Me and a Port Guernsey on oh, Albert and Oval. I was looking for it. The, the, It'll the, be there. The Google images of you, just a quick search. There wasn't that many uh, in a magpie jumper. There's a couple, but yeah. mainly, mainly Collingwood. Look, I, 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 there are, there are, I think there are a lot of similarities. And, and I think the major one for me is the media focus. Mm. Um, because there was, like, it happened really quickly f- for me. And this, we're talking, yeah, 30 years ago. So it happened really quickly for me. And I wasn't ready for the um, scrutiny yeah well the the fierce um, focus that that came with moving from Brisbane to Collingwood mm. let alone going you know up to Brisbane with everything that was playing on and there were a lot there was a lot said there was a lot a lot of opinions that were made without you know a lot of information and I think this kid is going through a very similar situation albeit with social media, which takes it to another level mm. again, and 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 the level of scrutiny that he would be facing thirty years down the track is even greater. So how did the club handle it? Well, you, you do it. The I think Ken Hickley's, from what I know of him, he's a perfect 
guy for this challenge as a, in terms of a, a yeah, the, the leader of the football program that can put his arms around a young and, and and he can go the wrong way really easily, but he's obviously got a lot of drive and a lot of ambition. He's going to chew himself up real early and it's going to be hard yards for him in the next two, three, four years, no matter how talented he is. I think he gave away a hundred meter penalty in an internal trial. Was that oh, just on the, oh, well that, and, and in the end, that's how you learn. Yeah. You, you, there's got to be there's the right time to whack him over the head. Um, or to, or to whack him on the nose, and, and Kenny, will, Kenny will give him direction for that, and mm. that's got to happen internally. The, the whacks that he gets externally, you, you need to buffer against those because it's only the people inside the four walls that are knowing, are seeing the, either the growth in his behaviour or, the, or the, his professionalism, um, his willingness to buy into the program or not. Mm. We, we won't have that perspective. We can judge on... The, the the tip of the iceberg that we see, and we'll we'll speculate on that, but only the club will internally will know what direction he's travelling, and if he's coming along, they'll reward him, and if he's not, he'll cop a whack, and that's that's the same for every other um, you know player mm. in a team environment. You can check out our social media. We might put that split shot up between a young Nathan Buckley and Jason on Francis. In fact, I'm getting the thumbs up. It is up. Just quickly on Ken Inkley before we get to Anna. Uh, with the news. What about the crack Grant Thomas had on, on Twitter over Ken Hinckley? He said, seriously, cannot believe Hinckley's standing the AFL. Baffling. Port have had a seriously great list for a decade. Results, question mark. For some unimaginable reason, he is still highly regarded as a coach, yet his delivery has been susceptible. Maybe I'm too harsh if he coached a Victorian club, question mark, question mark. We'll ponder that one. As we get to the news, with I think Anna. it's important to check the time of the tweet. I think we'll do that as well. You can search Optus Business or call our dedicated business team today. Great business starts with yes.